Yo, yo, party people. It is Tuesday, May 21st, 2019. I am in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I just sat down with Lance Fauché of Avec 2 Spice, a spice company here in Baton Rouge, um, led, founded, created by Lance Fauché and Christy Fauché and Leonidas and Maximus. They're two boys and sous chefs. So listen in uh, as we chat for about 20 minutes, a little more, about hustle, heart, uh, the journey here, and a bunch of stuff in between as always. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day, week, moving into summertime, and hope you enjoy the podcast. See you soon. Um... Yeah, I wish Christy was here to tell her side of the story. You're just going to have to tell it for her. I don't mind. You don't mind. All right. I'll like two spice. Um, this has been a long time coming, but it's easy. It's 10 minutes. It's pretty Nothing. easy. And we, um, I can start. I can start it whenever. You just give it to me whenever you want. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we are with Lance Fauché of... Of Egg 2 Spice. And David of? Coffee Upside Down. <laughs> we didn't rehearse this, guys, I promise. Um, we're just working in tandem here. Two guys that are doing their own thing. Um, Lance is founder, co-founder, creator, co-creator of Avec 2 Spice out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I won't even try to uh, set the stage for him. I'm just going to um, <laughs> tell him to tell his story. Uh, I've known Lance for 25 years. That's two-thirds of my life. That's wild, since I was 9 or 10 years old. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. It's been that um, long. Lance is my cousin. Uh, I remember him uh, at the ripe young age of 17, 18, mowing lawns for a living. Uh, well, not really for a living, for a side hustle as a teenager, teenager. but, um, I was just so inspired by his ambition and ever since he's been really an entrepreneur and have that, has that bug to start his own thing. Um, he built playgrounds for a while. Um, he, uh, what else? You did a bunch of stuff. You sold cars. You were a chef, self-taught chef from the ground up. And that's basically the launch point for your brand, Avec 2 Spice. So I'll just let you take it from there. Avec 2 means with everything. So tell me about your spice, the origin, the um, alpha and omega of it. Yeah, so we we have a funny little video speaking of this, the alpha and omega of this, of the brand. But we have a video of one of my little boys, Leonidas, when he was a lot younger helping Christy and I kind of doodle and sketch and come up with names and uh, he had his own ideas that video is on our Instagram somewhere I'll go find it and post it it's kind of comical how old was he three two three four so uh, he had his own ideas about what to call it yeah what were some of those do you remember oh it had something to do with mama and daddy (laughs) Lazy Wanna which is Louisiana (laughs) Louisiana (laughs) (laughs) Lazy Wanna Spice Company well, you guys are are always uh, making up your own words anyway, shibubula yeah. and, yeah. and um, everything in between. So uh, having fun with it. So, yeah. so how long has Avic Two been around? Tell me about your back, you and Christy's background so, in the chef world. We and, have a we have a funny background, just the two of us. The the Avec Two, of course, was come. We we came up with it. Um, obviously, French roots, uh, and and it's with all with everything. 
And then we got into it with some friends of ours that are French that we met at a market wrote locally, and they told us about the ends it with the S or does it end with a T and what does it mean? And apparently when it ends with an S, it's more about with all uh, or with everyone. And so it was kind of a funny happy accident because to me that brand is is kind of the, the embodiment of our goal to show everyone that you know good food and healthy food are not exclusive of each other. And also it drives me insane when I hear someone say, <laughs> it's pretty good for gluten-free or it's pretty good for paleo because uh, – you know, if you come and eat at our house, you'll eat, you'll never, you, you won't, you incidentally won't have any bread, you won't have any refined sugar, any of it, but you won't go, well, that was pretty good for qualifier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just good. And so with the VEC2, with that, that spice brand, it's all about us um, proving that, hey, this is a spice blend that happens to be paleo friendly and happens to be gluten free and doesn't have any weird shit in it. And But it's for everyone. It's not just for people that are eating gluten-free or people that want to eat, you know, you know, vegan friendly or vegetarian friendly or whatever, it literally is just for everyone. Um, and so the fact that the TOUS means for everyone ended up in happy accident. Instead I didn't of just realize meaning, that part. Yeah, yeah, so it's Instead for of everyone. just meaning good, you know, delicious on everything, which is one of our taglines, it also to me is, is about our kind of drive to prove to everyone that they can eat really, really good food that's fulfilling that's sexy, that's delicious, it's got good fat and good, you know, good meat and good vegetables and just tastes good and looks good, but doesn't have to have a qualifier when you say it's good for eh, yeah. gluten-free or it's good for paleo or whatever. So anyway, that's sort of what the Spice brand is about. And for us, it's kind of everything we want to do with that brand as we push forward is prove that you can eat really good stuff and have it be like almost mind-bendingly delicious <laughs> but have it be you know paleo and gluten-free and you just and got in stuff. incepted or or you took the blue pill and the red <laughs> pill at the same time so um so what is it it's a cajun seasoning it's a, it's a cajun seasoning but it to me it's more than just cajun um louisiana as as a as an you know as a state and as a as a place and you know it's history as it goes back was really really big in the spice trade and we also have a lot of different uh you know food our food kind of comes from all different places you know the gumbo the the um what other people call the melting pot yeah cuisine right. it's you know it's uh it's we've got african cuisine we've got um you know asian cuisine and uh, spanish cuisine obviously french so and to me when you make a cajun or a uh, you know a cajun spice Drives me nuts that typically it's just a boatload of cheap black pepper, cheap iodized salt, and cayenne. And if you look at the big two or three names in the in the Cajun seasoning world, you look at the ingredients. That's the that's it. That's all they are. Um, and there's not much else. And so they've reduced what they call Cajun down to just something that melts your mouth and is salty. Yeah. Um, and so whenever we set out to do what we do with the Vec Two, it was all about course it has its roots and the blend the way it sits started out as something i used to mix up you know for example if i had to cook 120 chicken thighs or 120 chicken breasts or a whole ton of chi of filet beef you know steaks uh like for lsu tigers when i used to cook for them on game days um if i was cooking 150 chicken breasts 
and I put one of the insert name Cajun mm-hmm. spices on it, it was too salty and too spicy, and it just was it was hard to control it. So I was always mixing up my own concoction, um, and I didn't want it to be all spit, all spice, or all garlic, or all onion, or, or too herby, or if you put too many herbs, it doesn't blacken, it doesn't work well as a blackening seasoning. Put too much salt doesn't work well as a as a rub if you're trying to grow meat, um, and so for me it was all about balance and high quality. And so we're sea salt, um, coconut sugar. Coconut sugar is really kind of interesting. People read it and they go, "Oh, it's going to taste like coconut or whatever." But coconut sugar, as a flavor profile, is kind of brown sugar, caramelized, a little bit of sweetness. So there's a tiny bit of that in there. Um, of course, the sea salt. Smoked paprika, um, garlic, onion, herbs, some other things. <laughs> some but, secret, secret but, stuff. And, but. It's, and it's, none of it's like kind of crazy or out there, but it's the balance. And, you know, for example, if I put too much thyme or too much sage or too much herb, it tastes just like those herbs. Mm-hmm. If I put too much dry thyme and you go to blacken it, those herbs char too much and they taste, taste burnt and it's just not that great. And so as I was, you know, and as we were sort of dialing down, dialing into the exact recipe down to the gram, that's what it was about. Does it work well when I blacken fish? Yes. Does it work well when I grill chicken? Yes. Smoke meat? Yes. Can I even do a ribeye? The holy grail of seasoning is when you season a ribeye, you're supposed to only use salt and pepper. And that's how I love my ribeyes with salt and pepper. But what if I put this seasoning mix on it? Is it going to be an abomination? (laughs) Like... I don't think you should put anything that's too spicy, too crazy, too, you know, on a steak, it sort of overpowers it. And so for me, the fact that I can cook a ribeye with a Vec 2, you know, means the balance is kind of dialed in. So you have two blends. You have the original and the spicy. Original and spicy because everyone would taste the original, which was made to be like super palate friendly to kids and people who don't like super spicy stuff. That was what original was made for. Um, The truly for everyone, everyone kept saying, I wish it was a little spicier. So we made a spicy blend, and it is not complicated. Yeah. It is um, it is a cayenne that is double the Scoville heat units as the original cayenne, and it's a little bit more of it. Got it. So it's just spicy. So that's the product. We've got yep. avic2spice.com, delicious on everything, uh, nutritious, super flavorful. Um, I use it all the time at home. Um, but I want to know real quick uh, about your story as a chef, as so, um an up-and-coming DIY chef and moving through the Baton Rouge scene a little bit. Um, we, and, and Christy, too. Yeah, like we what? met in the kitchen. Yeah. And so... That's your wife, Christy. My wife, Christy. <laughs> Christy Fauché. We, um, Christy Marie Brown Fauché. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair and complete, yeah. thorough. She's got... Um, we met in the kitchen, and our bond was instant as far as being equally passionate about food and people and what the connection there was you know what feeding people does um, you know it's one of the things I always t- it, it started out with as a kid cooking at home with my dad my dad was a cook in our house mom cooked a little bit here and there but dad loved it so much he was the one that sort of took over you know it, it wasn't like he had to cook it was he got to cook and he loved it and he never did anything half ass if he was cooking a jambalaya or a gumbo and it was time to brown the sausage. He didn't stick it in. They didn't pull it out. He's, he, he worked it. He spent the time and sweated and did the, did the necessary stuff, took his time and did it right. And that's the lesson I learned was doing stuff right. And so I was all over the place 
when I was younger, especially under, let's say, 30. I don't know what the hell I did. I tried real estate, <laughs> sold real estate for a while. Uh, it was not that fun. Um, sold cars for a while back then. Um, and then at one point, I thought, you know, I literally lived on the Food Network. And this was back in the early days of the Food Network where it was not a lot of, it wasn't a lot of game shows. It wasn't a lot of reality stuff. It was like just cooking shows, yeah. like kind of the old classic cooking shows. Right. You know, you watch Jamie Oliver, those guys. I grew up watching Justin Wilson, for example. Um, those kind of, you watch some of those people cook, and literally that's all I wanted to do. You know, and at that time I was running that little, I'd quit selling cars and I was running a little um, local, like, playground equipment distributor. Um, but I was doing that and, and and it was boring. And I said, you know what, I'm going to quit doing this. I'm just going to get a job as a prep cook. I went to Snow's out in Gonzales. Got a job as a prep cook. Literally washing dishes, uh, peeling shrimp, battering shrimp. Didn't even get to fry them. Got to batter them and hand them off to a cook. Um, and apparently found something that I was not just good at but loved, which makes you even better at it. And I moved up to, I don't know the exact times and dates because I'm bad at all that stuff. But, you know, I was executive chef at that restaurant within about a year. It's not a complicated restaurant. It's not a hard to me, it wasn't a hard thing to master all the little, all the different stations, you know. And so, and what that meant was, you know, muscle my way onto the line, work the hotline. It's a crazy kitchen. My brother-in-law works there now. Incidentally, it's a nuts kitchen as far as quantity goes. Um, and then I worked up to, and that place, you know, it's like, it's one of those old classics. You don't change the recipes. The recipes are the recipes. If you're the chef, you just have to make sure it gets done right. So I left there, went to a small little French place, um, Bernadette's, uh, old, old French Gerard. guy, old, old Gerard, uh, <laughs> worked with him for a while, uh, old French chef, and I just was kind of dying to work with someone in a small little quaint place and just sort of get to play with the food and just learn more about food. Because this whole time, working in these restaurants, I would go home literally and read four, five, six hours every evening, uh, the Coloring Institute of America's textbook, uh, the Cordon Blues textbook. Um, you name it, I have it, and I still have all these books. Um, you know, even all the way down to like reading Escoffier and like read all these things that are just the old classics of the cooking world. And um, never went to culinary school, just read and worked my way into figuring it all out. And then bounced around, ended up at Struby's. That's where I met Christy. And she was, uh, I was the saute cook there, um, seared a lot of duck breast. At that place, that was a busy, busy spot when we first opened it. Um, no comment on it currently. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm out of pocket. I don't yeah. know what's going so, on with it. Yeah, you know, so, that's where so we met, met her. And we met, and, and it was kind of like this instant thing. And a lot of it was just, it was easy to to find our common common thread, I guess. Yeah, you communicate food. well. Yeah, we got we got along great. Pretty, what you said yeah. earlier reminds me, uh, I just sat down with James and Lena of Magpie, and Lena yep. said something very poignant about <clears throat> her passion for baking and for cooking has this ability to connect people, and she said, food may not be the most important thing, but it's usually the first thing. Yes. So why not put your energy into something that you love, especially if it's food? And it sounds like that's exactly what happened. Like maybe you had a light bulb moment mm -hmm. where you're like, I love cooking. Let me quit what I'm doing and just, yep. 
you know, yeah, put it out there and go. Yeah. So yeah. what happened? So what happened? I want to know what happened in your brain at that point where you said, I'm going to quit this thing and go work as a prep cook. Was I there was, any fear or any, you were just I was like, insane. So I wasn't, <laughs> that's um, not insanity to me. That's, that's, that's perfect. Well, it sense. is, you know, it's but funny. For most people, you it have is. to be safe in that place. Yeah. It, I say insane because, you know, conventional wisdom is, you know, you need to be safe. And growing up, my parents were funny. They spoke out of both sides of their mouth, I guess. I said, you need to be doing something that's really safe and get a job and get a college degree and this, that, and the other. And it was funny. I didn't realize this until recently, but I got that entrepreneurial bug from them. At one point, they were running a framing shop out of the second story of our house. Yeah. Um, the whole top floor was just a framing shop, and that's what they did. My mom did that. My dad did that. They ended up opening up a little a little showroom over off of Jefferson, and they did that for a long time. Um, and I saw that, you know, I saw that kind of, and it was funny, it's like, you're working your day job, and you see the side hustle, and it has the potential, and the only thing stopping you from, like, going all the way into greatness is, is the insanity, and taking the risk, and yeah. just going, you know what, screw it, Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to devote more time, or I'm going to do this, and so for me, it was, I was working here, I was working there, I was incidentally delivering newspapers at the same time to make ends meet, and, um, and I guess, and look, the job at Snows, I think I started at, uh, what, eight bucks an hour? You know, whatever the hell minimum wage was at that time. That was back in whatever yeah. year, 03 or whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. It was... Um, so you so you worked, so Snows was that first gig. You went, you bounced around, like you said, and then you met Christy at Struby's, and then you worked a couple other and then jobs. I, and then well, and then what, I came you, to work at... at a BMW dealership, yeah. right? Where I'm, I'm actually back here now as my day job while we finished hustling on Avec Two. But yeah, uh, we started having kids, and I thought, you know, I'd rather have I'd rather have a little more money and spend a little less time. And the car business is terrible hours when you're still a salesperson. My hours are good now, but back when back then, it was terrible hours, but it was way better than being a chef. Yeah. Right, the stress, of, the stress of being a chef, well, and well, yeah. you learned what you could, and you realized, I want to create this product for people because yeah. I see a need for it, and using your years of experience and passion, you folded that into a new product with yeah. with Christie's help. So you guys are both running this spice game, um, the and, spice game. and you you. Ship directly to customers. Ship directly to customers. And then you have it retail. Where do you have it retail? A little bit of retail right now. So there's two really big long games we're playing. Yeah. Um, one's medium and one's really, it's all, to me, it's all about the long game. Um, speaking of long game, like at one point we were doing meal prep. We were prepping for LSU Tiger athletes. And that was going to go somewhere. And then I had a turning point where I had to keep doing that or do this. And for us, it was never about, at this stage of the game, it was never about getting into a food business or like a restaurant you know, serving people right away. And so I came back to the dealership so we could focus on the long game and on the dealer, on, on the spice company. Um, so right now we're at Calandro's. Uh, we're at Oak Point, which is out in the central. And we're at Iverstein Butcher. And the long game for me is to be in every major retailer in the United States and then globally. But, and frankly, it came from this, it's funny, a lot of this passion for this whole spice thing came from sitting at a airport when I was a sales manager uh, at the dealership at the BMW store sitting at the airport in Las Vegas and looking at an airport table at a funky little restaurant and it had 
one of those big insert guys. <laughs> insert big name guys. here Cajun Spice and, yeah and you know it's cheap it, it um, mass produced mass filler produced ingredients and, you know a lot of filler a lot of weird stuff and and I just look at it and I go Jesus this is the face of kind of like Cajun culture for all these people in Louisiana culture for the whole country yeah and even it's on it, you can find it on the tables in in Europe places yeah and and it just was like Jesus we can do better than that yeah you know and that, that to me that's kind of where that came from so you've got a medium game and a long game so the, the we don't have to is, talk about that but, but no, you, so you're going to we're working retailers. on we're, we're we're already in really good talks uh, with to me one of our really really best local local retailers and that's Rouse's um, that's in the works that'll happen very soon um, and then the even longer is Whole Foods we're in discussions with those guys and so that and there's a lot in there, and it's funny, you know, it's almost like you want to just hold your tongue and not say anything because, you know, what, what if it goes awry? And, well, shit, if it goes awry, that's just real life. Yeah. So I might as well, well tell you. <laughs> you and I, and we'll, we'll finish this off like this, you and I talk every week, sometimes multiple times a week, about um, business, about developing the brand, about... Um, ideas and yeah. taking the plunge and like what about this what about that and we just have so many light bulb moments when we're talking to each other and yep. I think the takeaway is just freaking go for it like just, figure it out sometimes you just have to do it and just do I it can and tell you guys figure it this. out on the way yeah. so, so if you guys were listening to Coffee Upside Down and listening to his podcast this dude has got the most ridiculous level of energy of and, I got four jobs guys yeah <laughs> And it's inspiring, and you know, because look, I, cut, I go to my day job, and then I get home, I leave at five, and, and I have my two boys, and I have Christy, and then they just want, they want attention, and they want to sit and visit and play games and do whatever, and, and so it's hard, it's hard to tell yourself, hey, you know what, you just need to buckle down and do this and do this and do this, and sometimes that it really is all it is. Everybody has the same amount of time in the day. Yeah. You know, and you're not getting any of it back. It's yeah. the only non-renewable resource. His time. Your time. Yeah. And so he's been a really good example of, you know, spend your time wisely. You could either be watching uh, a Game of Thrones finale. <laughs> Very poignant. Which is okay. Which Game is okay, of Thrones I is guess. fine if you enjoy it. If you enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> Although but we won't say the finale, I'm not sure. You shouldn't spend happened. all week on it. My point is if you're complaining about something, but you're spending four hours a night on TV, yeah. either stop complaining. Or stop spending four hours a night on TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's a, like, that's a hustle and heart. Like you and I, like, I believe in doing whatever the hell you want as long as it's helpful and doesn't hurt people. Yep. Um, but we talk a lot about what we want to do, not based on what other people think, but, um, just going for it. I mean, honestly, just going for it and figuring it out. And I think that's. Like what you and Christy have done with Avec Two Spice is you had an idea and a light bulb and an, and you saw a need for uh, a really high quality product that would, um, in the long term, change the face of the culture of Cajun Spice or Creole seasoning right. or whatever you want to call it. And um, bring your passion into that. And same here with Coffee Upside Down. You know, that's what I've aimed to do is to bring who I am to the utility of that culture yeah. you know and not it's not all about what you're doing it's about who you are through that activity or through that product yeah, like being like, authentic with yeah. whatever you do and what are you showing people you know a lot of it is 
what other people, you know, a big part of what you said too is not caring what other people think and just going for it. Yeah. That's a really big thing. Not overthinking no it. No more, you can't fear. Yeah. Fear oh, judgment. they're going to think this, they're going to think that. What Who if cares? I, what if I screw up and what if it goes down in flames? If nothing, well, you should try. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> perfect, right? And we can go. We can go on forever. We're at twenty three thirty three on this. So I think twenty three thirty three is very succinct. Yeah, it's pretty pretty great. Um, cool, man. Well, avic2spice.com. Y'all check it out. It's on Instagram. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, um, Lance's sous chefs, Leonidas and Maximus, are on there quite a bit. Yep. Um, with their knife skills and their cooking skills and their <laughs> shenanigans. Um, and. Yeah, I can't say enough about the product, man, and about, you know, our just our connection and our, our relationship um, is very inspiring to me. So, cool. Anything else? I have nothing else. Just I have a, nothing else. Just a very big thank, thank you. Yeah, you yeah, know, grateful. Thank you, David, and then thank, thank you guys for listening. Right on. Peace out, guys. See you Peace next out. time. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. They can search Coffee Upside Down using any major podcast platform. Also, if you're into coffee and want to support the project a little more, go to coffeeupsidedown.com and check out the Air Roasted Coffee. Available for shipment anywhere in the domestic U.S. and complimentary delivery in New Orleans. That's all for now, guys. See you next time.